Sue, welcome back. Thank you, Glenn. How was your vacation? It was wonderful. I, I. That's wonderful. What a great storyteller you are. I feel like I was there but with I you. Didn't get to um, today's <laughs> today's podcast. <laughs> Holy cow! Are we we're just? I mean. Good day to come back from vacation. Oh, oh yeah, right into the fire pit here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there ain't nothing going on. We talk Trump. We talk the economy. We talk war. You got it. All on this podcast today. Don't miss a second of it. Brought to you by American Giant. In the 1960s, 95% of the clothing that Americans bought made right here in America. Now... It's a little different. 97% is made overseas. Gee, if we have a problem with the supply chain or we're not getting stuff from China, we're going to be naked and we'd be an ugly nation naked. May I suggest (laughs) that you do business with American Giant. In 2012s, when they started, a clothing factory in North Carolina was going to shut down. And the the guy who's the CEO was like, hey, we can't do that. You, you can't close another factory here in America. So they worked with the factory and they invested in new machinery and skill development. Ten years later, and they make the best sweatshirts and hoodies. I mean, they make all kinds of stuff. But you want the old sweatshirt, you know, the old hoodie that, you know, your dad used to have. They don't make them like that because the machines were sold to Japan. Guess who brought all this back? American Giant. Go to American-Giant. Buy American. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Save at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. Right now, we have Chip Roy on with us. Hello, Chip. How are you, sir? Good morning, Glenn. I hope you're doing well. Well, uh, honestly, Chip, I, um, I'm worried about just about everything. I'm worried about war. I'm worried about the supply chains. I'm worried about the banks. And now I'm really worried about our republic uh, I mean, I think this is a banana republic kind of uh, uh, moment for us with the indictment possibly of, of President Trump. Yeah, look, this, this is what happens when you've got Democrats in charge of everything, right? And, and this is uh, something we should all be concerned and worried about. You're right. The banking situation is real. The situation around the world and the rattling with Russia and China getting together and meeting is real. Our, our energy situation that they're killing with their climate fetish is real. The wide open borders are real. This is having real consequences on Americans. And now you're pointing out, rightly, that we've got a two-tier or multi-tier justice system where you've got a radical uh, you know, Manhattan DA clearly doing the bidding of leftists in New York to basically trump up, so to speak, and go you know, find a charge to levy against the former president uh, because the feds passed on it. I mean, think about that for a second. The feds passed on what we're talking about here probably because they looked at Michael Cohen as being kind of a dubious witness. But now they're going to go try to back into this thing with some sort of business records thing uh, and try to turn this into a felony, when at most it's maybe a misdemeanor. I mean, they're, 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 look, at the end of the day, you cannot walk away from the fact that the former president clearly paid a porn star off 
to hush up right before an election. Correct. That occurred. But when the prosecutors are trying to turn that, which seems to be a very personal thing uh, that he wanted to deal with just to get you know off the table and turn that into a, you know, cause celeb to go after the former president. Now you've got the politicization of the justice system, the rule of law, and you're turning into a banana republic. This is why people don't understand how Chip Roy, who supported the America First agenda, but had issues with some of the things the president's, you know, said and done, and that I support Ron DeSantis, but yet this weekend I was blasting the Manhattan DA because they're politicizing the the, uh, the the district attorney's office. Look, man, we're all going to be dead and gone in 20, 40, 50 years. We got to save this republic for our kids and grandkids. And the rule of law matters. And the rule of law can only be supported if you're not politicizing it. And again, I'm not brushing aside what could be a misdemeanor. I don't know. I haven't seen the indictment. It's not out yet. But it's clearly a politicized effort to target the former president. That's wrong. And it should send chills up the spine of every American about our justice system, because if they can do it to him, they can go after anyone, you know, for some breach of some of the thousands of statutes out there that have been passed wantonly for decades. Well, what what concerns me here um, is that, you know, the president said, you know, I hope that people are out in the street protesting. Mm, people aren't going to be out in the street because if they're doing this f- to the president, uh, we know what they did to grandmas who, you know, spent time in jail for parading was the charge in, uh, on January 6th. I want the bad guys of January 6th to go to jail. I want the people who weren't part of some conspiracy or revved up by people like Ray Epps uh, to, you know, go free. We have a system here where, quite honestly, Chip, I don't think the GOP is standing up for our rights enough. I, I, I just don't see the, the understanding that our republic is over if we don't stop the, the administration from just making up new laws, uh, bailing out banks because they decide they can and others they don't want to. We, we, we have no law and for the feds to pass on this, for this district attorney to originally pass on this and now come back to it as a, I got the guy, let me find the crime. We got nothing left. Where, when, when will the GOP come together and say, this is a real problem and we've got to stand up for the Bill of Rights? Yeah, Glenn, you're you're uh, you're preaching my language, brother, and I mean it. Uh, we, you know, I have been pushing my colleagues that we have got to be aggressive, aggressive in going after how the bureaucracy in Washington and generally in government is being weaponized against the American people. Um, you brought up January sixth. Hey, you can be an American and believe what you just said, which is exactly right, Glenn, that there were people there who made some really stupid mistakes and should be punished for it. And there were some people there who are being railroaded by politicized, uh, quote unquote, justice shoved through a system, left in jail, targeted for, you know, parading and so forth. And you can you can believe two things at the same time. You can believe that the president made a mistake and, you know, is, you know, having to deal with that by paying off again a porn star for a tryst or an alleged tryst, 
right before an election, but not believe that you should have a Manhattan DA, as you just said, who is now going after a, quote, falsifying business records, which is a misdemeanor under New York law, and trying to turn it into a felony by trying to connect it to saying it was in committing another crime, but trying to use essentially the federal crime as the other crime, which is the federal crime the federal law enforcement chose not to pursue. Look, this is Banana Republic stuff. We have an obligation to save this country and defend the rule of law. That is why I took the path of saying that we should actually stand up and accept the electors two years ago. That was hard to do because a lot of my Trump supporters were like, hey, why are you doing this? You know why? Because I had 50 sets of electors and I had an obligation to process 50 slates of electors. I believe that you've got to objectively try to go fight for the rule of law if you want to save this republic for our kids and grandkids, no matter what the political ramifications and realities are. Yes. But the last point I want to make is we cannot, as Republicans, unilaterally disarm while these ass clowns are destroying our republic. And that's what they're doing. They're doing it with the climate fetish, killing energy in America. They're doing it abroad by weakening us and engaging in endless wars. And then we're getting our butts kicked by China while they're building their Navy. And we're running around talking about how great the defense is in terms of being woke and diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're doing the number one agenda is making sure we're not impacting the climate. That's what your defense department is doing. And you're losing recruiting. Look, We need to shake the whole system as Republicans. We need to get out and say, we're not going to spend another dollar. We're not going to borrow another dollar. We're not going to spend another dollar unless we stop funding crazy. We're going to take back this system right now. And my message to Republicans is good luck getting something to the rules committee with me on it or not blasting them from here to kingdom come if they don't stop funding the very things that you and I are talking about undermining our freedom. Fund a strong defense. Stop funding this woke weaponized garbage, undermine and, you know, let's make the FBI, you know, uh, feel like they've been, you know, totally undermined and lost their power rather than getting a new $400 million headquarters in Maryland, right? We should do our job in defense of the American people. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. And I I knew that's what you would say, because you have been blasting the GOP, but I am urging my listeners to call every member of the House and the Senate uh, and everybody they know that's in with the GOP from the local level all the way to the top. Say, I'm done with you if you don't start defending the Constitution of the United States. I'm done. This clearly people are undermining governments are instituted among men to protect these rights when i don't feel comfortable marching in the united states of america i don't feel comfortable that i wouldn't be swept up into some sting operation or trumped up charges uh that's a problem this is supposed to be the freest nation when france can have demonstrations and they go ugly and you have the people who are being arrested, the ones who were causing the problem and the other people go free. And we don't feel we have that here. There's a real problem, a real problem. And Glenn, Glenn, here's the question that every Republican should be asked when all of your listeners call in, just literally ask them why on earth 
should they fund the expansion of the IRS to the tune of $80 billion? Why should they fund the continued payment of welfare to people not working and expansion of Medicaid to people not working? Why should they fund the new $400 million headquarters for the FBI? Why should they fund COVID vaccine mandates and discrimination still going on as we speak at DOD? Why should they fund a VA that is changing its motto to eliminate the President Lincoln quote, which said to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and for his orphan. They want to, you know, politically correct that and take the his out. Why are we funding the World Health Organization? Why are we funding gender transition and other similar programs? Why would we fund the Manhattan DA's office to politicize the prosecution of a former president? Why would we continue to fund the massive Department of Homeland Security that is literally ignoring the law and exposing American people to 72,000 dead fentanyl uh, Americans and actually killing migrants in the process? I'm sick of it, Glenn, and Republicans better get religion this year or there will be no Republican Party. And over my dead body, are we going to pass garbage this year that doesn't change it? God bless you, Chip. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll uh, keep you in our prayers. Thank you. Uh, Chip Thanks, Roy from the great state of Texas. One of the guys who actually means what he says. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Mr. Alan Dershowitz, how are you, sir? I am doing great. I wish the country were doing great. Uh, <sighs> I think that the impending prosecution of Donald Trump uh, will destroy the rule of law in America, which is why I wrote my book, Get Trump, because that's what they're doing. They're focusing on a person rather than a crime. You know, the Torah, the Bible, gives prosecutors and judges two instructions. One, don't take bribes. That's obvious. The other is, lo takir ponim, do not recognize faces. Do not do justice based on who the person is. That's a prohibition in the Bible. It's a prohibition in the Constitution. It's a prohibition in the Bill of Rights. It's a prohibition in the rule of law. And yet the district attorney of Manhattan, ignoring previous district attorneys, ignoring uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the Justice Department, is going after Bragg on a made-up crime, a crime that doesn't exist. It's part of Get Trump. And if you want to protest, get Trump, get my book, get Trump. That'll send a message that we don't approve of that. I tell you, I don't think people are going to go out in the streets and protest en masse, which a few years ago it would have happened. Uh, but I don't think they're doing they're going to do it this time because we know this federal government, this Justice Department does not protect the lawful uh, uh gathering of american citizens to speak their voice we also are concerned about is that an fbi guy who is trying to get the get the crowd you know all whipped up into a frenzy yeah i, I mean we don't believe our rights are protected as an average citizen anymore that's a frightening that place to be in america and it's not only the justice department it's the new york city da's office the new york city attorney general's office the Attorney General of New York ran on the campaign of Get Trump. That's where I got the title of my book from. Her campaign, Get Trump. She promised to get Trump no matter what. Constitution be damned. Bill of Rights be damned. Uh, the rule of law be damned. Get Trump. That's the most important thing. We have to stop him from running. Of course, the irony is even if they indict him and convict him, he can still run. The Constitution provides for only 
you know, a, a handful of bases for running after you're 35. You have to not have fought in the Civil War against the North, and you have to have been born in America. And he satisfies all of those criteria, so he can still run. And this may backfire on, on Democrats who are abusing the law to get Trump. And I hope it does. And I hope that maybe the district attorney will listen to reason and not indict him, although Trump has said that he's likely to be indicted uh, tomorrow. You know, Justice Jackson once said that uh, any prosecutor can rummage through the hundreds of statutes we have and, and try to find something against anybody, not just Trump, not just Hillary Clinton, but you and me and your Uncle Charlie and your grandson. Uh, they can find something. And if this prosecution is allowed to go forward and culminate in the conviction, it will mean that they will start making crimes up against the average person who they don't like. Can you can you take us through this um, at all, Alan, where because people will say, "Okay, I don't think you should be paying hush money. Um, but is that illegal? How are they? What what charges are they going after? Has this well, ever been done before? Take yeah. us through this. Sure. It's never been done before, number one. So they're charging him with a misdemeanor. Uh, misdemeanor has a two-year statute of limitations. This happened six years ago. They're trying to turn the misdemeanor into a felony by saying that the reason he paid, quote, hush money, it wasn't hush money, he settled the case like so many other people do, but the reason he settled the case was to help his campaign rather than to avoid embarrassment with his wife and his family, his children, etc. They're not going to be able to prove that. But as the former chief judge of the New York Court of Appeals once said, a prosecutor can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. Mm. And in New York, you can probably get a petty jury to convict a ham sandwich as long as his name is Trump. And so there is a possibility that he'll get indicted and get convicted. I think it will be reversed on appeal uh, because the law doesn't permit targeting of individuals and making up crimes. This is a Mickey Mouse crime. Uh, So they say that he paid the hush money in order to help his campaign, and therefore the payment was a campaign contribution. It's never been done before. They tried it once before on candidate Edwards, and it was a much, much stronger case. And of course, they lost in front of a jury. Um, But uh, it's never been tried since. And uh, that was a federal crime. This is a state crime. And uh, it's a shame that a a district attorney would abuse justice so, so greatly. And it it endangers justice for all of us. So, Alan, where where is anyone? I mean, when we get to a place to where we're taking out our opponents, I mean, I, I spoke to Mike Lee about this uh, with uh, yeah. Hillary Clinton and what was going on with Hillary Clinton. And he said, Glenn, once you start going after yeah. a opponent, you become a banana republic. The republic is just over um, because re- because retribution will the other side will say, oh, we're playing that game. OK. And then you're just done. Um, Look, uh, the head of a banana republic, one of the Central American dictators once said, for my friends, everything, for my enemies, right. the law, the so, law. And that's what will happen. And, and Senator Lee is right. Senator Lee's father was a good friend of mine. We clerked together on the United States Supreme Court. And Lee is a brilliant, brilliant guy. And um, uh, he's right. And we don't want to be a banana republic on either side. And so, so but my, know, my question to you, my yeah. question to you is, where are the classical liberals where are the people that don't like donald trump but 
will stand up and say this is about principle here. Well, you're talking to them. Uh, I'm the last standing Democrat civil libertarian in the world. Uh, Oh, I may have a a handful of colleagues, but where are the civil liberties union people? Where are people who are supposed to care more about our liberties than they do about partisan politics? They have disappeared. They're not there. And that's why I'm the one writing the books now. Get Trump. I'm the one who's trying as a liberal Democrat, as I've said over and over again, I voted against Trump twice. I have a constitutional right to vote against him a third time. And don't stop me from doing that. And don't stop you from voting for him. We shouldn't have district attorneys making the decision who can run for um, president. That is banana republic. <clears throat> and we're moving toward that. And it has to stop. And there's no mechanism. You know, in California, there was a mechanism. You could withdraw and remove the district attorney. Um, and if New York had a Republican governor, uh, they would be removing the district attorney. But with a Democratic governor and no recall provisions, um, you know, the district attorney gets his way and there'll probably be an indictment. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow or not. I don't know if we'll do a perp walk and handcuffs. Jeez. All of that, of course, would strengthen Donald Trump's uh, base. People will be so angry with him. I've gotten calls from people who've read my book, Get Trump, and they say, look, we, we, we would, we're planning not to vote for Trump. We were planning to vote for DeSantis. We we're planning to vote for uh, Nikki Haley. But we're going to vote for Trump because that's the way of showing opposition to this improper misuse and weaponization of the law. Um, you know, I have a better form of protest by my book. Then you don't have to vote for Trump. But uh, <laughs> it, 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 is, uh, it will backfire. Now, will it backfire in New York? Probably not. Probably Bragg increases his chances of getting elected. He gets his 15 minutes of fame. Even if it's reversed on appeal, he'll say, oh, that's not my fault. That's the appellate judges. I indicted him. I convicted him. Uh, Vote for me. Uh, You know, we're the only country. Do you know this? That We're the only country in the Western Hemisphere, the only country in uh, in, uh, among Democratic countries that, that elects prosecutors elects prosecutors in every other country, they are civil service jobs, and they're not subject to the whims of uh, political uh, fortunes. Uh, But we have elected prosecutors, and prosecutors prosecute people based on how much good it will do them in the next election. And there's something very wrong with that. Well, the whole system, I mean, I I just keep saying, you know, uh, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? And reset it to factory settings. I mean, that's what has that's what has to happen. It is so dirty all the way through. Um, So, so Alan, what what should the besides buying your your book? (laughs) What should the American people be doing right now? Well, we should be protesting. I don't call for people going out on the streets, but I do call for people writing to their senators, their congressmen, to the New York authorities, um, having shows like yours, which have a big impact on uh, national opinion, and um, make sure that we're not silent about this. We have to speak out. And your message is as clear as can be. Where are the civil libertarians? Where are the people who ought to be saying, look, I'm in favor of Biden. I'm going to vote for him. I don't like Trump, but I don't like the way he's being treated. That's just not fair. Uh, that's the American way. The American way is to protest, to 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 petition your government for a redress of grievances. That's in the First Amendment. 
and we ought to all take advantage of that. We do have a double standard of of justice in America today. I'm representing one of the young men uh, on January 6th. He's a law school student. He was denied the opportunity to graduate, even though he was a top student, because he went to the Capitol to legitimately protest patriotically and peacefully. And then he was waved into the Capitol by police. We have videotape showing it. And yet he's being prosecuted for a felony, whereas the people who destroyed property and hurt people in various parts of the country following the George Floyd murder uh, weren't being prosecuted and were being uh, honored in some ways. And so you can't have a double standard of justice. That means no standard of justice. So we're with Alan Dershowitz. Alan, let me let me change the subject here to another uh, uh, family's troubles. And this one is the Biden family. With what you're seeing uh, Comer come out with um, and just looking at it at the surface, what are your thoughts on this? Well, there has to be an investigation, a thorough investigation, objective investigation. Look, I don't want to see anybody targeted. um, But the way the criminal justice system works is first you find the crime. Were crimes committed? Then you look for who did the crime. You don't look to find crimes on particular people. So um, there should be a thorough and complete investigation, and whoever is guilty should be prosecuted, but it should be done not on a partisan political basis. It should be done on the basis of just fair justice. So why would his team say, because they've said forever that it wasn't his laptop, wasn't his laptop, why would they now go in and try to say to sue the guy uh, from the computer repair store and say, "You, you violated my privacy? It's a very hard uh, line to draw to say it wasn't my laptop, but I have standing to protest it's being obtained. Also, when you bring a counterclaim, as he did, you open yourself up to massive discovery. And so he'll be deposed. There'll be interrogatories. He'll be asked questions about his father. It was not, I think, the wisest decision for him to uh, bring this lawsuit. And I don't know who advised him to do it. I would not have advised him to do it. Um, and when you have something like the family getting paid by a an energy company, does anybody? I mean, do, do I mean how does that work? You could say, well, yeah, they were they were on payroll, but what was Halle Biden bringing to this communist energy company? Well, there are cases, prosecutions, where people have been prosecuted for fake jobs, uh, for jobs for which they were not qualified. And the uh, investigation is to determine whether they would disguise bribes. Uh, that's a fair point to investigate, but the proof has to be beyond a reasonable doubt mm. that it was. I mean, you can make the argument that, yeah, they were hired not because they had this brilliant talent, but because they were well-connected. Well, that's done all the time. You have to show something beyond that. You have to show essentially a quid pro quo. And that might not be easy to do, but having an investigation getting to the bottom of it, that's also the American way. So can I ask you another question on another topic? Sure. And this is on the financial sure. situation. Our FDIC just decided with the Treasury that they were going to cover everything, all deposits. But then they came out and said, well, but we're just going to decide which banks get that treatment. Um, that's causing all kinds of confusion. That's not the way we do business in America. We have laws and rules and is there is there any violation of anything here? 
It has to be a single standard. And there you can bring lawsuits and lawsuits against the FDIC, lawsuits against the government. It has to be a single standard. You can't say we pick and choose among depositors and banks. Um, And I think in the end, they will cover everybody. Uh, It's in the best interests of America to make sure that no individual depositor uh, loses money. Uh, The investors, sure. People who are speculating on the stock, uh, we're not protecting them. But we have to protect the uh, typical American who puts his her um, retirement in a bank, in IRA, or something like that. Does that mean that that, that has to be? Your does that yeah. also include businesses? Yeah, I think it includes businesses. You might, you can have a limit, and there are limits, of course, on right. FDIC insurance. So the big, big, giant companies probably are only covered uh, to a small amount. I'm not an expert in yeah, this. Yeah. I know. Uh, I make sure to keep my money uh, spread around to make yeah. sure that if there's any failure, it, it doesn't impact me greatly. Right. I think uh, Americans should always take precautions with their investments. Um, Alan, thank you so much. And, oh, it's uh, always my pleasure. Keep doing great things. Thank you. Uh, the name of the book is Get Trump. Uh, he is the host of The Dirt Show, which is a podcast. Um, Alan Dershowitz. I don't always agree with him, uh, but I... I I will tell you, I always expect to hear the Constitution from him and a protection of civil liberties and rights. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Dave McCormick uh, would have been our uh, U.S. senator from Pennsylvania if Pennsylvania hadn't gone insane But uh, I digress. He's uh, with us now. He's got a new book out called Superpower in Peril. Um, Are we still a superpower? We are, but we're going to lose it. We're on the the wrong way, Glenn. Yeah. We're headed the wrong direction. Big time. I mean, when Saudi Arabia and Iran start an alliance (laughs) together, I mean, what is our Brokered by China. Right. (laughs) Is that crazy? Crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, you were um, CEO of Bridgewater Associates, which is a huge investment management firm. Uh, You also were uh, Department of Commerce, National Security Council, uh, U.S. Treasury. Um, So you can talk about a lot of things. So uh, in the time that we have, let's first talk about how much trouble are we in with the financial sector right now? Yeah, we're in trouble. I mean, the the whole premise of superpower and perils were in decline. And what's happening now economically is a good example of that. And it's easy to get focused on the bank. And I'll talk about the bank in a minute, Silicon Valley Bank. But what's happened is a direct consequence of terrible policies under Joe Biden. Yes. Excessive spending, 40% increase in discretionary spending. It's uh, $31 trillion of debt. These three hugest pieces of legislation. That's driven up inflation. Um, Fed had to raise rates. And that's created a big mismatch in our economy between liabilities and assets. Mm -hmm. And that mismatch is putting pressure on banks. Unfortunately, the Silicon Valley Bank, terribly managed, terribly managed, terrible oversight by our regulators. We don't need more regulation. We need our regulators to do their job. But unfortunately, it's the canary in the coal mine. And I think there's more bad things to come. I think the canaries are all dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could Somebody be. just nobody has noticed yet. Hey, guys, the birds aren't moving could anymore. Be. Um, could be. And, and what's happened is a response uh, to protect yeah. the uninsured depositors in Silicon Valley Bank. And what happened there, just to make it clear, is the, the rich venture capital guy down the street 
had his deposits protected. Right. The guy who had the lawn mowing service that mowed the lawn around Silicon Valley Bank, it was a creditor, he got wiped out. So that's the consequence of this policy. It's a, it's a little bit of what the Joe Biden administration keeps doing, which is taking care of the elites at the expense of folks in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. I was talking to uh, Alan Dershowitz about an hour ago, and I said, I mean, you have to have something written down. It can't be like, yeah, you know what? Bank of Omaha, we're not going to bail you out. Right. It can't be that way. Right. 60% of all of our uh, all of our loans for commercial purposes go through local banks right that is devastating devastating no doubt and what's happened there's eight trillion dollars of uninsured deposits and we've certainly the policymakers have certainly set an expectation that those guys are going to be protected on uninsured deposits too and that has lots of consequences so let me switch uh quickly i, I think we are on the road to war and i mean world war three destructive all-encompassing war that we haven't seen in 90 years. Do you agree with that or not? Do you mean with China? Uh, with China, Russia, it's, yeah. I mean. We're on a th- path. We're on a path where this thing is Absolutely. Gonna be we're, we're at huge risk and weakness in our leadership is at the core of that risk. And, um, you know, the, the mishandling of Afghanistan, I think, sent a, a shockwave oh. across the world. That's one of the reasons I jumped into the Senate race. It was such a disgusting thing to see America so humiliated on the global stage. The signals given to Putin with Nord Stream 2 invited Putin's aggression in. Correct. And uh, and so we need to do two things at the same time. We need to build our muscle at home. We need to go to the gym. That's what the book Superpower and Parallel is about. We ed- need to educate our people. We need to confront China. We need to secure, secure the country. But we also need to project that strength abroad in a way that makes complete sense and is in America's interest. And that's why we need to take on China in a very smart and thoughtful way to stop any aggressive behavior. So we are becoming, however, so weak, and they know it. I mean, 2008, everybody said I was crazy. I said, there's going to come a time where you'll have communists, you'll have uh, revolutionaries that are anarchists, you'll have Islamists, you'll have all these people who are against us all work together to drop us to the mat. And not that they're coordinating, they just see now they are weak. We can right. help push them over. Well, absolutely. And that's what, I mean, two meetings in the last two weeks. So the orchestration of Iran, Saudi Arabia with China in the Jeez. middle. And that's now. A, but that's a vacuum. Yes. That's a vacuum. Yes. There was a vacuum. If you're Saudi Arabia and you've been a longstanding ally of the United States and you see what's happened over the last two years, you say, listen, I need to look elsewhere. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. And with uh, Xi's engagement with Putin to try to uh, on the side of Putin to try to negotiate peace in Ukraine. That's another example of a belief that American leadership is weak. And this is China. China has a plan for global domination. The question is, what's our plan? And that's the book. That's the book. (laughs) Because there there doesn't seem to be a plan. In in your book, you you talk about bringing credibility back to our institutions and cleaning them up. How, how do you even do that? Our, our, it is so infested with corruption. And I mean from all sides. Yeah. How are you going to clean this up? How do you clean up the State Department, let alone the state and uh, Department of Interior and EPA and uh, I mean, you know, it, 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 I'm not, I don't want to minimize it. I don't want to minimize it. The first thing we got to do is we got we to win elections. <laughs> we got to get our leaders in place. 
leaders at the top drive change, whether it's in corporate America or whether it's in the country, leaders at the top drive change. And so if I was Secretary of Defense or Secretary of Commerce or Secretary of Treasury, it starts with the top of bringing clarity to mission and driving out a whole progressive ideology that's deeply embedded uh, in our institutions. So we need to win elections and we need to have good ideas and we need to have great leaders who can win elections. And that's the key. And I, I don't, I don't want to be overly optimistic, but let me say the following. I remember 1979, mm-hmm. uh, stagflation, America was weak on the world stage. It, was, it felt over. Humiliation. 80% of Americans, Glenn, thought the country was heading in the wrong direction. It felt a lot like now. Yeah. I was 15 at the time, right? right about the same age. Yes, you were the same age. So now, four years later, I'm at West Point walking down those beautiful walkways, those beautiful mountains, America was back. Inflation was in check. The economy was on fire. We were building back our defense. We won the Cold War six years later. Now, Ronald Reagan's solutions from then aren't our solutions for now. Correct. But leadership is the answer. Leadership is the key. We got to get the right people in the right spots and we can drive change. Do you see, I mean, I'm not asking you to endorse anybody. Do you see leadership either announced or unannounced yet? It's too early to tell, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the conversation that will take place in our primary will be mostly about the future. And when I say that, that doesn't mean we don't need to call balls and strikes on the terrible things we're seeing. But I'm convinced from my time on the campaign trail, we need to spend our time talking about how to bring back America and the people of Pennsylvania and I think the people of the country want to hear I that. I think that's what Ronald Reagan, why he was successful. That's right. He talked about, look, this isn't that hard. Yeah. It's not. And, and it really isn't. It, if if you have leadership dedicated, I'm so pissed off at the Republicans. I, I can barely see straight. Yeah. The, the Their job is to protect and defend the Constitution. And it is violated in a hundred different ways every day, it seems. And nobody seems in Washington, very few seem to have the fire uh, within them to say enough is enough and call out their own party if need be, because you're playing the game. Right. Somebody's got to stand up. I don't think we can win the game. We don't want to win the game. We want to save the country. Yes. And saving the country requires us to to stand on principle. I was just earlier this week, I went to the Reagan library. I did a thing there. Andrew Jackson is on the wall in Reagan's office, just like it was in uh, President Trump's office when he was president. Why is that? Because Reagan brought together the coalition of the working class Americans that are getting left behind. And that was the big takeaway on the campaign. Mm. People are so pissed off. And they have every reason to be because yeah. the last 20 years has been terrible right. for a, a huge chunk of America. We need to bring those people into the fold. The only way to do that is with solutions that that fix what's wrong with the country. And you have a very um, well laid out battle plan to renew America, superpower and peril. These are the kind of books that you need to read now because we need to be pushing up to the GOP. We want a straight. I tell you, the left by this time. They are absolutely strategizing on if they retain power, what they do next. Yeah. We're not doing that. Right. We're not doing that. And, and we have to. And what they're planning is going to is going to destroy the country. Oh. So the stakes could could not be higher. Right. Um, the name of the book is Superpower in Peril, Battle Plan to Renew America. Well, one last thing. What are your thoughts on what the what's happening with the New York uh District attorney. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just hearing as you are, but I think anytime our justice system seems like it's being highly politicized against anyone, 
including a former president, I think it uh, it further erodes our trust in institutions, and that's that's what I'm worried about. It's crazy, just crazy. I, I somebody, I wish we were more like hungry on one issue. Ban George Soros's influence. His influence is has dark purposes behind it almost every time. Uh, and uh, at least I think there are three countries that they were like, hey, you know, he collapsed us. Maybe we shouldn't allow him to have influence here anymore. But that's just me. Thank you so much for Thanks everything. Thanks for having me. It's a superpower in peril, a battle plan to renew America by David McCormick. Na, na, na.